Welcome to the CBA Grain Exchange Podcast. This is your host, Luke Beckman, Grain Sales Manager for Central Valley Ag. During this podcast, we dissect the latest USDA updates and discuss other key market features. Every month, you will hear from different members of the CBA Grain Team on what trends we are seeing in the marketplace and solutions to current marketing challenges. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CBA Grain Exchange. I'm your host, Luke Beckman. This is the November edition of the CBA Grain Exchange. We're talking about the November WASDE report today. Uh, the November numbers, always interesting, as this is the last time that we see supply updates from the USDA. They will not make any revisions in December. Uh, so we have a 60-day period between now and the January reports uh, where there's no supply information, at least domestically, for the United States. So uh, and interesting information today, the market certainly negative coming into today's numbers, anticipating higher production uh, and possibly some reduced demand on the soybean side, really had uh, corn, soybeans, the entire complex pretty negative uh, over the last five sessions uh, leading in. But I uh, got some surprises today. We finished uh, friendly. It was a green day. As soon as the numbers came out, uh, soybeans at one point in time up 50 quickly pulled back and we did settle 23 and a half cents higher in January uh, at 1240, excuse me, 1212, 1240 and three quarters was the high. Uh, December corn up three and a quarter today at 554 and three quarters. So really big surprise today was yield estimates um, coming into today. You know, we were expecting uh, revisions higher. Market was looking for uh, a 176.9 on corn, we got a 177, which would be a record. Uh, on the soybean side, market was looking for 51.9. That would have been up uh, 0.4 bushels uh, from the October numbers. And uh, actually got a cut today, 51.2 bushels an acre. So market was just not ready for that, not expecting it. Now, in the grand scheme of things, you know, it doesn't really change the balance sheet in any large way. And we'll get to that when we dissect uh, soybeans. But let's let's just do a quick rundown of uh, the corn revisions today. Like we mentioned, uh, corn yield up half a bushel from 176.5 to 177. Uh, that increases total production by 43 million bushels. That was the only supply change in uh, corn today. And as we look at the demand revisions, uh, ethanol, given the strong margin environment and uh, you know record weekly production or near record weekly production, uh, ethanol demand up 50 million bushels. And so those were the only two changes uh, to the domestic balance sheet in corn today. So overall carryout gets cut 7 million bushels from 1.5 billion to 1.493. Stocks to use 10.15 to 10.07, average farm price unchanged. So not a, not a big change in corn today. Market was looking for you know 1.48 on the carryout uh, and we come in at 1.493. Uh, so corn, uh, just kind of reacting to what soybeans were doing today. Uh, and like we said, corn was weaker coming into today's report. Uh, so probably a little bit of a, a reprieve as uh, the market uh, isn't too concerned, you know, after we just get this one out of the way and see the yield isn't, um, you know, grossly larger than been expected. Um, as we look at the state breakdown, for corn yield, we've got uh, Nebraska up a half bushel at 191, not quite a record, but darn close. Um, and then in the east, Indiana uh, down 2.6 bushels, but still a record. Ohio 188, 
Um, that would be a record. Uh, Michigan, a record at 175. So those are some of your key states that showed record corn yields um, this year. Illinois down 1.4 at 207. Uh, Iowa corn yield unchanged at uh, 201. Uh, so overall, a really excellent corn crop across the landscape um, combined to produce, you know, a record crop here uh, for the U.S. Uh, as we look at global revisions on the corn side of things, nothing too drastic really sticks out on the balance sheet. The USDA did get uh, Chinese corn imports for this old marketing year, 2021, up to 29.5 million metric tons. Man, it took all year to get that number up there when we had acknowledged that early. A lot of the private industry was talking about that uh, last spring, and finally the USDA gets to 29 million metric tons. As they, as they look at 21, 22 revisions, uh, you, you know, you just have big crops coming or at least expected in South America. Again, uh, Argentine production forecasted to be up 1.5 million metric tons from a month ago on expanded acreage. Um, you know, and exports for Argentina and Brazil, pretty sizable at 39 and 43 million metric tons uh, respectively. And that would be up from 38.5 and 17.5. So, market really looking for Brazil to come back into the marketplace this year. And it's really important to watch. We have to look at uh, planting pace in Brazil. And if we look at soybean planting pace, uh, really ahead of average in terms of uh, those producers and their ability to get the bean crop in the ground. And so what that does is it allows the crop to be on track. And when they harvest that crop in January and February of 22, they're coming in right behind uh, planting corn, that safrina crop. And if they get that in in good order and have favorable weather, generally we see Brazil has the preferred supplier uh, on the corn side of things, which steals some US export market share. So certainly something to watch um, would be the, the Brazilian growing season uh, to see how things progress there. Uh, on the soybean side of the ledger today, that was again, the big surprise in soybeans. We saw uh, yield go down 0.3 bushels an acre. Uh, that was from 51.5 to 51.2. Again, the market was expecting 51.9. So your seven tenths of a bushel uh, difference versus expectations. What that did is it pulled production down by 23 million bushels on the supply side, and that offset a reduction to some demand. Uh, it's been no mystery that the export program has been a little bit of a disappointment so far this year. Uh, part of that's due to loss export capacity out of the U.S. Gulf, which, you know, the U.S. is still trying to recover from. But USDA did acknowledge some of that today, uh, reduced soybean export demand by 40 million bushels. And so that uh, really offset that um, supply reduction. They also did pull uh, seed usage down by 2 million bushels. So net-net uh, carryout for beans goes from 320 million bushels to 340 million bushels. So still an increase, you know, as we look at um, the soybean carryout, but not as bad as what the market feared. Market was looking for 360 today, uh, just based on all the chatter around, uh, you know, increased yields and um, what many had feared coming into today. If we look at the state-by-state state breakdown in beans, it really came from just a few spots. Uh, if you look at Indiana and Ohio, Indiana was down five bushels month over month, and Ohio down 3.4. Um, Iowa down 1.6. So really those three states combined to kind of pull 
the national yield lower uh, rather than going up. We look at Nebraska, and even though Iowa was down 1.6, both those two states producing record yields, Iowa at 60 bushels an acre and Nebraska at 62. Uh, so some really big yields, at least locally, uh, which, you know, that would corroborate with what we were hearing from producers and uh, really happy, you know, for our customer base to be able to have good, uh, good yields, good prices, creates a good revenue opportunity for our uh, customer base. Stocks to use ratio on the beans uh, does get bigger, 7.28% a month ago, up to 7.8%. So overall, uh, the tightness of the soybean situation, not as tight as what we had thought this summer. And really, if you look at the charts on beans, uh, despite the higher day today, soybeans remain in a long-term downtrending channel, uh, which started when we produced our highs in uh, early May this year. Globally, as we look at soybeans, uh, no big changes today. Argentine production was forecasted to be down 1.5 million metric tons. Chinese imports down 1 million metric tons uh, as well from 101 to 100. Uh, and some minor tweaks on the export side for Argentina and Brazil pretty much washed each other out. So overall, uh, no big surprises globally uh, in the soybean balance sheet today. So kind of some fireworks for no no more than what we got. And I think it was just the mental side of the soybean yield coming down rather than uh, going up today. Big picture as we look at this thing, uh, you know, technically soybeans, like we said, continue to remain in kind of a longer term downtrending channel. Uh, some cer certainly some positive pieces for beans, despite, uh, you know, the fundamental situation and, and kind of the way the charts are setting up is crushed demand, you know, is very positive and you've got a lot of uh, positive rhetoric surrounding uh, soybean crush and some of the, the things that are on the horizon in terms of expanded production uh, domestically here in the U.S. Uh, certainly some positives on beans. Um, corn strategies, you know, as we look at those, uh, technically corn broke out out of its downtrend uh, a week ago, and we did see open interest increasing on the breakout. So what that tells us is there's new buyers that came into the market last week Word on the street was a lot of that was uh, inflation money, big money coming in to try to protect, uh, you know, from inflationary pressures uh, in the macro space. And so would expect that money to stick around. Uh, what was resistance becomes support underneath the market. So expect there to be some pretty good interest in corn in that 540 to 550 band uh, as those buyers try to defend uh, those positions. So overall, our markets remain in very good shape, great revenue opportunities locally with by and large good yields uh, and good prices here. Would encourage producers to take a look at their 22 marketing. Um, no doubt input costs are higher next year. Uh, despite all that, if you put pen to paper, uh, continues to be some margin opportunities for your 22 crop, even this early in the game. And we've seen producers step up and reward the market in increments. Uh, to protect some of the investments they've made uh, in some of the inputs for the 22 crop. Uh, that's going to do it for our November grain exchange. Join us next month in December as we dissect the WASDE report. Again, that's going to be demand revisions and global revisions only. No domestic supply adjustments until January. Until then, stay safe as you finish up harvest. Thanks for listening to the CBA Grain Exchange. Stay up to date on all things CVA Grain by signing up for our grain emails at cvacoop.com slash grain 
or follow us on social media at Central Valley Ag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next month, and until then, stay safe.